To Knives Out Minute by Minute. I'm Megan Griffin, and this uh, week I am going to be joined by Ross Wiseman. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm, I'm excited to talk about Knives Out. <laughs> yeah, it is uh, definitely an experience to go this slow in this movie. Yeah, taking our time. <laughs> For this episode, we watched minute 50 through 50, uh, 59. Just a quick recap of what happens in this minute. Marta stumbles outside and finds Benoit. Uh, We learn that Harlan knew Benoit's dad, and they both had a lot of respect for each other. Benoit admits that he's been waiting for her to come outside because he thinks there's something up with the whole thing, and he thinks that Marta knows this too. Um, She asks about his detective detective. Fiend skills. Man, that is not a word that I thought would be hard to say, but apparently it is. It's a hard one, but also awkward <laughs> for the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, he compares himself or starts to compare himself with Harlan's fictional detectives. And we end on the sentence, I anticipate the terminus of gravity's rainbow. Yes. Solid minute. Yeah. Um, this, like, I, I, I was very excited that this is the chunk of the movie that we get to discuss because this is really really the scene where it is clear that this is marta's movie i mean sure we open pretty much on her after we see the title uh of the movie but at this point there's no denying it uh that this is about her and the struggle of the soul yeah the we've kind of introduced all the main characters through their interviews gotten the different points of view of what happened and it's now time to dig in and nitpick and figure out what really happened to harlan even though we already kind of know but they don't know well that's what i love about this movie because i i saw this in theaters and i remember being anticipating my question (laughs) for the episode well of course i mean (laughs) i i i've seen this movie uh three times before uh we uh, decided to do the podcast. Um, but yeah, I saw it in theaters. And at that like 15, 20 minute mark, when you see the whole plan, um, I was really thrown off because I thought, well, what's the movie then? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I'm kind of happy that it, I, I guess I was going in thinking that it would be kind of like Clue the movie where we get um, all of these different fun characters. Uh, like it's it's definitely shocking that Jamie Lee Curtis really isn't in this movie as much as we think she's going to be. But, I mean, that really plays to the strength of this movie and why I think it hold, it uh, uh, strikes such a chord with people because just it's really something else. The the other thing, I mean, one of the biggest complaints I think I've heard about this movie is that, like, how long it takes Chris Evans to show up. Uh, and But, yeah, I, I really kind of hope this becomes Generation Z's Clue because Clue is my favorite movie. It's so. great. Yes, I, I saw that a few times growing up. And, hey, we, we also have Knives Out 2 to look forward to. We know it's happening at some point when quarantine's yeah, I, over. <laughs> I I am curious to see if that is going to be more of a we take the same cast and put them in different 
character roles and just have Daniel Craig just, you know, keep playing a detective or if it's going to be a whole new cast and we have to fall in love with new characters. That, w- that would be great. I mean, I'm hoping that we see the this case of the tennis player because they keep bringing up that <laughs> yes. New Yorker article and I, I want to know. <laughs> I agree. I would love to get a prequel of this. Yes. Um, but yeah, so this is, we open uh, this minute with Marta stepping outside and Benoit is smoking his cigar. Uh, and this is after the uh, memorial service and they're just kind of having, like I called it a shiva, but I know it's not a shiva because I'm just <laughs> Jewish. So that's where my mind goes. Well, I think that's appropriate. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't really know what you would call this. Like a wake, maybe. I guess. Yeah, that's probably for the... I've fortunately not been to too many funerals, so I actually am uh, not really brag. sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's kind of scary. My family's a little too young, and that is... You know, oh, as I no. get older, I'm like, oh, wait, I didn't deal with this yet. Hang on. Well, hopefully um, you don't have to solve a murder mystery uh, for I any of those. <laughs> I do really like this minute because um, it's finally night. But on top of that, like, it oh, just that's a sets... Good, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, uh, it's kind of been like an all-day adventure of them talking and going through everybody's alibi and everything. Mm-hmm. And everybody's been wearing the cozy clothes and things like that. But this is like, you can see the breath and just feel the coldness. And I guess because I am... In Georgia now, I'm like, oh, I'm just ready for that weather. Yes, that would be lovely. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it, that's a really good point. And uh, I guess this scene marks almost exactly 24 hours since Harlan's death. Or I guess probably 48. I don't... That's the one thing. Yeah. I, I can never. I can't quite tell what the timing of that is. But definitely, yeah, you're right that we're returning to... Uh, the uncertainty of darkness and just like the shot uh, in this minute where you see uh, the cigar smoke mixed with the uh, chill of the air coming out of Daniel Craig's mouth like that's just a very cool noir moment very much so I mean I I I don't know I associate with like a cigar at the end of the day being very much a like businessman's way of unwinding and so it fits really well yeah i saw a guy in my neighborhood walking down the street smoking a cigar and i'm like you're (laughs) you're 22 what are you celebrating the end of you have to earn that cigar no cigars until you're 47 exactly (laughs) i don't make the rules uh uh, this is also the minute where uh daniel craig is talking about uh yeah like like you were saying that he uh is comparing himself to the detectives in uh harlan's novels and how uh they're like truffle pigs yes yeah we don't quite get his yet that'll be the next minute but yeah they're digging around looking for clues and like moving things around and it's very clear he doesn't agree with their type yeah well he also this also the minute uh where daniel craig says the uh very good line something is afoot with this whole affair like we knew that things were off a little bit um but yeah this is where everything kind of comes to a culmination and uh like you kind of start to feel that you you don't really know what daniel craig or what ben i gotta start calling the bright character names it's fine what uh benoit <laughs> knows about marta and what he suspects but there's uh there's kind of like a little dance to this whole conversation and kind of marta trying to suss out what he knows and 
Benoit trying to just bring uh bring down Marta's wall a little bit yeah we're definitely gonna get more of that in the next minute um you said you saw this in uh, the theaters did you see it in the theaters one time all three times how did that so okay so I saw it um so I am one of the I'm one of those people that enjoys going to the movie theater alone um same so it was it was a it was uh I just had a few hours uh before I was meeting up with friends near the movie theater so um, I knew I wanted to see this movie. Um, I treated myself to the movie. I also treated myself. Here's a little hack for you, for you people out there that like going to the movies but don't want to like spend so much on snacks. Get the kids pack because I got a little soda, yes. a little popcorn, and a little candy, and it was it was honestly like perfect. So definitely recommend a, that. As a former AMC employee, they are not they they are going to judge you more for how shifty you feel about it than you are for actually getting it. <laughs> it's true. We don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so I saw the the I saw it for the first time in theaters, and then um, the second time it was uh, my boyfriend and I watched it uh, for Valentine's Day. I was like, "You have to see it. You will love it." <laughs> Uh, yes, this is part of our Valentine's Day plans. Um, and then the third time it was just, uh, uh, and I think part of how we finally got around to scheduling all of these, uh, Knives Out Minute episodes is that they released it on Amazon Prime. And so it was just a night that I really felt like diving back into it. Yeah, I, I bought this, um, and then they released it like a few weeks later on Amazon Prime and I was like, oh man, but then... I didn't feel bad about it. I mean, I love this movie. I love Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Are there are there yeah, good special like, features on the DVD? Uh, I actually got it digitally um, ah. because at the start of quarantine, um, I was hosting a lot of movie nights and things like that mm-hmm. and had a bunch of friends who hadn't seen this and was like, oh, okay, cool. You're going to see it now. That's fine. So, I, I also, uh, yeah. I had my brother watch it too because when it finally came on Prime, I texted him, you don't have an excuse. And uh, exactly. he, he had like a really long and tiring summer. And I was like, please just like watch it 20 minutes in. If you don't like it, turn it off. But I think it's the exact thing that you want. And yes, and he got it. Uh, so definitely excited for that. How many did you see this in theaters multiple times? I did. I, I got to see it. I think it was a week early Ooh. before it dropped. Um, I lived in, in New York and we had Alamo Draft House and they had an early release so I definitely went then by myself, um, and then my dad and stepmom came to town, and it was freezing. Like, it actually dropped below freezing outside, mm-hmm. and as beautiful as New York is in December, that's not fun. <laughs> so um, I was like, look, let's go watch this movie. You're going to love the draft house. It's got great food. So we did that, and they loved the movie and the food. Good. Um, and then I think I've seen it three or four times since. It's it's just, at this point, it's great for the background. Um yeah. Like, and that's interesting. I don't know if I've ever seen a movie multiple times in theaters. Like, I'll watch anything multiple times if I just have access to it. I sure. I think I have an inkling that I might have seen Ratatouille multiple times in theaters. Interesting choice. <laughs> it's, it's my favorite Pixar. Um, okay. And now that I'm trying to think if there's any connection back to Knives Out from Ratatouille, but I, I do not think there I mean, is a single one. So I had the added benefit of um, when Movie Pass happened, there. I didn't get a Movie Pass, but then all these theaters started doing their own. And Draft House had their own. It was fairly cheap, and I liked movies, and it was a couple subway stops from my apartment, so I could between my apartment and my my job so i could easily hop off and then yeah. get home 
Um, so yeah, there, there's a few movies that I saw a few times. Oh yeah. I mean, so. I, heck yeah. I mean, if you can do it, then, uh, all the, all the power to you. I think when things return to normal, cause we're recording this way in advance. I, I'm not, I don't yes. recall exactly when this is coming out, but hopefully, uh, we're, li- you're listening to this when, uh, the, uh, pandemic has, uh, subsided and we can go to movies again. Cause I, my friend had one of those AMC pass things and I might, I might drop it for a few months just to like do it a little bit, treat myself a little bit, get a lot of kids packs. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. I mean, it was, I, I loved it. It was, I think 28 bucks and then I spent a dollar because it it was for free, but you had to pay the processing fee. But as long as I saw two movies a month, it evened out. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Um, yeah, so, and I, I love movies. I worked at the theater for years, and I mean, I will admit that I have seen Tenet in theaters during the pandemic wow. because my mother and I both love the movie so much. So we went, I didn't eat, I didn't drink, I didn't remove the mask at all. Totally worth it. That's good. I don't know about that, but it was really, really good. So Well, that's good. Yeah, I, I, we, luckily, I'm here in Philadelphia, and we have a couple, like, pop-up drive-in theater options, and Tenet yes. was one of them, and... I I'm not sold on it yet. I think uh, we'll see. But uh, uh, yeah. But also back to Knives Out. So this minute that we're talking about, um, I'm trying to think. They don't really go back into this whole idea of Benoit's father knowing Harlan. I guess like you can kind of insinuate that um, Benoit grew up with these kind of detectives and like the whole atmosphere of detective work around him. So he kind of could see yeah. through the tricks maybe. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I agree as someone who's has a dad who um, is a police detective uh, and used to try to teach me as a kid, like how you looked at things and like notice scenery and um, like we would drive down the highway and pass like cars and things. And after we pass, he'd be like, don't turn around. I want you to tell me all the details that you remember. Cause that's how their brains work. And yeah, it's. I'm sure that's how Benoit got into it, and then probably just has a natural knack for it. Uh, also, a prequel I would enjoy, but we should save our prequels and sequels because I think we're going to talk oh, about man. them on a different day. Young Benoit, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, is there anything else that we want to discuss from this minute specifically? I mean, I guess like it's one thing just to throw out there. So, part of this whole minute, and we'll see for the next minute or two after this, is. Um, this is right after Marta leaves the uh, wake to just like take a breath of fresh air. She's overwhelmed with knowing more or less what happened to Harlan and having that guilt on her. Uh, and also this is, uh, I believe this is also the scene beforehand where um, all of the family are like really going hard on microaggressions towards her. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, like how Don Johnson is holding out his glass to her for waiting for her to take it away. Which, like, God, what a what a perfect characterization of uh, uh, his character. Like, that is just perfect. This is so well casted. It really and is, it, and and it's just great. And I'm sure it's been touched on throughout this podcast. But I really appreciate about this movie is that like there are political undertones, but it's not right in your face. Like, it very much feels like yeah, this is just a movie that takes place in 2019 or 2018, <laughs> 2019. So it's going to have these themes there and it fits into the story. It's not just like 
there's no like Marge Simpson lecturing the audience at the beginning of Treehouse of Horror. Like it's not like that. <laughs> That's very true. But yeah, I think I think I've covered uh, everything that needs to be covered with this specific minute. Well, thank you for coming on. We're going to jump in for our next four minutes. But uh, before then, do you have anything you would like to plug for listeners? Uh, you know, I have a podcast, uh, Kid Flicks. Uh, it's spelled like Netflix, but with the word kid instead. And so I, I review okay. uh, kids movies. And it's a good time. Uh, as for Knives Out Minute by Minutes, you can find us on Twitter at Knives Out Minutes. As for me, you can find me on my podcasts, which are Minds at Yerk and Judging Book Covers podcast, both of which are book related stuff. So this is my enjoyment of talking about movies and not books for a brief minute. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, join us tomorrow to talk about Minute 51. Minute 51.